friends and art therapists. This is Yu Jung, and here on the Thirsty for Art podcast, we talk all about growing as art therapists and professionals and building our own online businesses. Welcome back, my art therapists and fellow friends who are creative healers. Uh, today in our episode, I am talking all about. Accepting femininity, accepting the feminine, and also the value of art therapy. So you might be thinking, like, how do they actually relate? I'll explain that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, but in our previous episode, um, I'm not sure. I think it was episode twenty something. But I will make sure to link that in the show notes. Um, but in a previous episode. Uh, we talked about the phenomenon of fitting in um, and assimilating, and almost this uh, this compensating that's happening um, in our therapy field, and how that's actually tied to our subconscious belief in our value as our therapists. You know, and somewhere inside of us, we believe that we not we might not be as valuable or worthy,、uh, let's say, compared to other disciplines, other mental health disciplines, right?、Um, and so today, I want to go into the reasons why we might have this negative belief about our value, and why art therapy seems like it's not valued by our society or culture. And even ourselves, you know. So to start and begin the story, I think we have to kind of go back to the fundamentals, the basic idea of art therapy and art versus、uh, psychology. Right. So art therapy is such an interesting field, I think, and and also an interesting concept.、Um, when you try to fit into Therapy or psychiatry, like when you try to fit it into some other like mental health discipline, it doesn't really neatly fit into that because because of the art part of art therapy, right? The art part of art therapy is so unique. It's the most important distinction that art therapy has when you do like look at other disciplines and fields, right? I think this is where. A lot of the source of our conditioning comes from,、uh, and when I say conditioning, that means like、uh, beliefs, right? the The source of our beliefs come from the art part of art therapy. So let's talk about art. You know, when you think of art, what do you think? I well, I think that art has to do things with the right brain, or the functions of the right brain, like. Uh, being more free, being in touch with your intuition more,、uh, connecting with your gut feeling,、um, being more visual, being more spatial, being more in your body and in your sensory、uh, experience, and also being more like childlike, right? That kind of not really like thinking or planning things, but just very spontaneous,、uh, kind of innocent in many ways. Um, and also, I think it's really art is about nonverbal communication, right?、Um, so art is like all these, all these things like freeing, intuitive, gut feeling, visual, special, spatial, sensory, childlike, spontaneous, nonverbal. 
And then let's think about psychology or or therapy, the modern field of therapy. Think how scientific it feels when you when you think of psychology or therapy. Um, you know how a lot of us talk about evidence based methods and and treatment and interventions right in in psychology and therapy field we talk about researches we talk about categories of illnesses we talk about theories we talk about logical explanations for human experiences or emotional symptoms or things like that right um so it's really i feel like it's a lot of of um left brain type of stuff that we deal with in in psychology or therapy as a field i think that psychology used to not be like this in the beginning from what i have learned and heard you know at first psychology was a really kind of weird field in general um it was kind of like not heard of it seemed a little like far off it seemed a little woo woo you know Right, it was a a little bit weird as a field. It didn't seem very solid uh, in, in in many many aspects. But I think that psychology, with history, it it really changed its image and it, it changed its orientation to really become more focused on being scientific and and also it's more mainstream nowadays compared to the past. And I believe that the field itself is very, as I said, left-brain oriented, and also masculine as well, very masculine focused, um, which is, you know, parallel or similar to what our society is like now in the U.S. At least, you know, our society we re- we really love uh, logic. We really love having categories. We love being precise and accurate, we love uh, using linear thinking, linear thinking processes, planning things out, having rules, theorizing, calculating, producing something useful and measurable. Right? All these, these are all very like left brain and slash masculine approaches. And when you think of art. It's quite the opposite, right? It's quite different. It's really about intuition. It's about nonverbal com- communication. It's about the visual, the sensory, the bodily experience, knowing the big picture, being more spiritual, and it's about the non-tangible and non-linear for sure. And basically, all these things um, are feminine, right? And and when I talk about feminine versus masculine, I'm not talking about like woman versus man or anything like that. Um, I'm talking about energies. I'm talking about approaches, right? Uh, like there are feminine energies and masculine energies, and every one of us have a mix of these energies within us. And there are certain like approaches and behaviors and things that are aligned with either the feminine or the masculine. Um, and I love talking about this, um, the feminine and the masculine, and it's something that I've actually recently been more diving into. And well, I've read that book called "The Her Blood Is Gold," and it's about accepting and seeing 
our cycles as women or the feminine cycles and our period as a very empowering thing and it really goes in depth on the history of that and and our our attitudes around periods and around the feminine and actually that book really opened my eyes into what feminine is and what masculine is and um, and I've read actually other books as well and did my own research as well about these things, feminine versus masculine energies. And um, I've learned so much about um, about our therapy in that process. Funny how that happens. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to share how these two relate today in this episode. And I might actually do a future episode on more on the feminine and masculine because I think it actually uh, is a really entrenched thing um, that happens in our everyday life that we don't really recognize and it actually impacts our businesses a lot. And learning about the feminine and masculine energy and approaches actually helped my business so much and also, of course, my mental well-being and everything. Um, so I'll talk about that in the future within this show. But today, I just want to mention, like, I think a lot of us, as people living in the contemporary Western world, we have a lot of discomfort around what is feminine and feminine energy and feminine approaches. And as a society, I think that we often tend towards extolling the masculine way of things while devaluing the feminine way of things, right? And as I said before, I think this is so entrenched in our culture and sometimes it's really hard to see uh, that this is happening. But to give you some example, I think you can kind of see this when you witness how we cut art classes out and put in math and science classes. Uh, and the way that we expect people to be a 9-to-5 worker, consistently work 52 weeks a year, uh, 40 hours a week, 40 plus hours a week, nonstop. And it's also reflected in the way we extol science, but never really the woo-woo or even condemn the woo-woo <laughs> part of things. <laughs> or whatever is non-tangible, I would say. And it's also entrenched in the way we see sex workers, the way we avoid emotions, just as, you know, a culture, a majority of our people do that. Uh, Or it's also entrenched in the way we feel afraid to be vulnerable or weak, as if those things are bad, right? And of course, last but not least, you know, it's also reflected in the way we see men and the way we see women. So when you actually begin to shed this, this lens that we have of seeing masculine as right and valuable, which is often the case, when we begin to shed that lens and actually uh, let go of that, uh, another part of that lens, which is you know seeing feminine as wrong or unworthy, when we let go of that, we can change our view of art therapy. This is what I realized. I think that art is a very feminine thing. And when our society or culture uh, devalues the feminine, I think it's natural and it's a consequence to see that art 
and art therapy would be devalued as well. Do you kind of follow where I'm going? So art and art therapy is kind of like encompassed by this more general umbrella of the feminine. And I think that a lot of times we do get into the trap of seeing the feminine as somehow wrong or unworthy or maybe like uh, weird or um, not deserving of our attention or, you know, yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, I think that it's it's not a coincidence that we are struggling to prove our therapy's worth or value. You know, I think it's not not a coincidence that art therapists are overwhelmingly majority women, and that a lot of times as women we do struggle with proving our worth, and we struggle to be acknowledged and respected, right? Because at the macro level, yeah, w- women are doing that thing. We are struggling with that in this kind of culture where the masculine seems like the default way of doing things and the masculine way of doing things is more valuable or somehow important. So of course, we're going to understandably struggle with our therapy because our society tends to be like that. And, you know, the beliefs that we get from our society basically really resists the whole basis or rejects the whole basis of what art therapy is, which is the feminine, the creative, the intuitive, connecting with that inner self and and really healing through that process. You know, sometimes I hear that we, we need more research on art therapy to actually show people that art therapy is valuable. Um, but personally, I think that this is just another way of trying to prove our worth by using the standards of masculine-focused society, if that makes sense. So really think about that, you know? You know, I personally really love research, but what are we really saying when we say, when we, say we need more research? You know, we've seen our therapy in history, we felt it, we've sensed it, we experienced it for hundreds of thousands of years, basically. Throughout so many places and tribes around this world, art has been, and, and the therapeutic use of art has been such an important part of human life in history. And, and so when we put that into perspective and we put research into perspective, I'm, I'm kind of like thinking... Is research, is that just like a kind of a, another like masculine standard that we're trying to pressure ourselves into like meeting in order to prove our worth or value? So I think this is a, a really good question to kind of ponder, right? So, you know, after talking about this, um, <laughs> it can feel like, oh my gosh, you know, What can we do? You know, how can we actually change this around, right? We don't want to always be feeling like we're not valued or we're trying to like prove our value all the time and things like that, right? Um, We know that our conditioning and our cultural beliefs and tendencies tend to negate the basis of our therapy and, and that actually contributes to why our therapists 
we as our therapists chronically feel like our work is not valuable、uh, to other people, or or we feel unworthy in some ways. Right, knowing that this is conditioning,、um, I think the way we can do this, the way we can change this around, starts from understanding that this is conditioning. Right, that this is like a belief that we're we're buying into. Like we have been conditioned to believe these things. We have taken what other people believe in, and we we believe it in ourselves now. Like we have kind of adopted that belief system, but but deep inside of us, we know that this isn't true. Right, we know that this belief is not. True, we know that honoring our feminine, honoring our intuition, our flow, our energy, our senses, our spirit, our body, and thus art and art therapy is so important, right? We know that in in the deepest part of ourselves. So I think that as our therapists, our path to unraveling this is to release the conditioning, right? Release the beliefs. Release the memories, or maybe even traumas that keep us buying into the belief that art and creative expression is unworthy in in some ways. And so, as you release them, you'll begin to own who you are as a woman, as a healer, as an art therapist, and as a human. I think you will begin to own your feminine. And when you own your feminine, it will no longer matter how other people view us, like how what their standard of value is, what they think is unworthy or worthy is. Because when you own yourself, when you own your value, and when you do own your feminine part of yourself, your whole being, you don't have to prove anything because you know that you. You have value in all aspects of yourself. Like, for example, when you know how to bike, you don't have to prove that, right? You just ride that bike. <laughs>、uh, it's the same thing. Like when you know you're happy, you don't have to prove that you're happy. You're just gonna exude happiness. So when you know and own your worth as a healer and art therapist, you'll just be doing your work. You'll just be so deep into your work. You will just be busy, you know, helping people, serving people, changing people's lives, while also being authentic to who you are. And so, when you are in that space of owning and just being, being in that place of serving and knowing that you are making a big impact in this world, when you are in that space, then then the voices around you that say. Or maybe kind of hint that you are not worthy or valuable as a healer, whatever. Those voices will sound very small, insignificant, or even non-existent. We don't need to look to others to validate our worth or value. We can definitely determine that for ourselves. So when you own your own value and accept. Yourself as you are, you no longer spend energy in what the naysayers say. <laughs> when you have a gift, when you have a precious stone, let's say a very rare and unknown one, you're busy making it into a jewelry and making it even more beautiful. 
but you're not thinking about what others think or trying to explain and convince people of that that stone's beauty and worth, right? You don't have to. <laughs> you just feel the true joy of simply owning this precious thing and doing that that art therapy, valuable art therapy work that you've always wanted to do. It feels delicious to be in this space. It feels amazing to know that you are worthy, that you can wake up in the morning and just show up and do this amazing, beautiful work. You have so much to offer. Like that's just amazing to do, amazing to feel. You can earn more when you own your value, for sure. You can see that clients just come to you to do art therapy. They love you and they believe so much in the power of art and art therapy. And this is totally possible. This is totally possible. When we own ourselves, when we own our value of art therapy, and when we accept the feminine, right? And everything that's feminine. So I want to leave you with these questions just as a way to like close our episode today. And maybe you can write this down somewhere too, or just ponder upon this. <laughs> but the first question would be like, what did others say about art and about the feminine way of things, uh, about the feminine energy or the other things that are feminine when you were growing up? What did others say about art and about feminine when you were growing up? What was the message? Was it a positive one? Was it a really complicated one or a very negative one? And what were the negative beliefs around art and the feminine that either you or others hold, right? Think about what is bad about art, right? And think about what is negative or bad about the feminine that a lot of times we or other people believe, like the intuition, creativity, emotions, being visual and spatial, being nonverbal, and even being a woman. Think about the feminine and what ideas we, that we have about that, that you've heard and maybe you believe in or you know what others say. And the other thing I want you to actually uh, think for yourself is, what if you had nothing to prove about art therapy? What if you didn't have to prove art therapy at all? How would that feel for you? Like, how would that feel in your body? And actually, what would you be doing then when you know that you don't have to prove anything about art therapy? What would you be doing differently? So I'm going to end our episode with these questions. I think it will be really interesting to kind of explore your answers, you know? And we'll talk more about the feminine and the masculine in, in the future and how that relates to business. It's something that I'm, you know, I'm so passionate about. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's kind of like a weird episode, you know, like really connecting these two sort of obviously unrelated on the surface, but actually truly very related <laughs> underneath. <laughs> uh, so I hope that you enjoyed or at least, you know, found this kind of like interesting to hear. If you enjoyed this, I would love for you to actually leave a review of the podcast or this episode even on iTunes. I would really appreciate that. And I think that will help a lot of other people who might be um, 
kind of thinking about listening to this podcast and and see what this podcast can offer to them, right? But thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, I really appreciate it. You can connect with me uh, on Instagram as always. My handle is at Thirsty for Art Official, and you can also. Uh, share with me any ideas you have about future topics through email. My email is hello at thirstyforart.com. Right? Um, any other links that I mentioned or things that I mentioned in this episode, I will link them in my show notes. So definitely check them out. Thanks for listening again. I will talk to you next time. Bye, everyone.